Welcome to the Courtney Gray Podcast, the show for women who are ready to lose weight permanently and love their body, love the way they feel and look. I'm going to teach you how to stop overeating and obsessing about food and your weight so you can be more confident and empowered to then create an even bigger life. I'm life and body coach Courtney Gray, and each week I'm going to be teaching you how losing and maintaining your ideal weight can be so much easier than it's been in the past. And by taking care of you and achieving your health goals, you will live an even more amazing life than the one you have lived so far. Let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, episode 64, Why You Are Not Eating the Way You Want To. So I'm so glad you're here. If you are catching this live, it is right after Easter. I hope you had a great Easter. First of all, I'm thrilled because today it's raining, but it looks like the rain is on its way out. Rain makes me always a little bit sad. And so when I look in the forecast and I see that within a week it's going to be in the high 70s, I'm thrilled. So for Easter, we always go to my parents' house. They live here in town. Um, very lucky to have them close. And we do um, Easter dinner or Easter late lunch. And my sister always puts together an amazing uh, adult-inspired Easter egg hunt with the children. And she usually like lassos their legs together and makes them do the Easter egg hunt in pairs. It's always quite comical. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, so I have some exciting news. Before I dive into the podcast, I am offering another free workshop you don't want to miss. And I do workshops and I do master classes. So this is a workshop, which means you are going to come and bring paper and pen, and I'm going to really give you time to dive into you. It's going to be, you're going to be able to workshop kind of your own life and your own brain and your own situation, which is always so, so fun. And it's free and it's one of those situations. It will be over Zoom, but you will be able to see me. I will not see you. I always like to say that because I've been, sometimes I join a Zoom call and I see the person and I'm like private. doesn't matter that I'm in my pajamas on the couch, or sometimes I pop up and I'm in a group of like 30 people and I'm like, oh my goodness. And I had like no idea that was the case. So no one will see you, but you will be able to interact with me in the chat or the comments. And it's gonna be really powerful. So this workshop is going to be four ways to lose weight and keep it off. So this is for you. If you have been feeling like, get me out of my, my situation, just frustrated with where you are with your body, maybe where you've been. I mean, I have some clients that they've really since college never been happy where they are, or maybe since having babies, or maybe it's been a long time, or maybe you used to be in a good place, but now you're not, and you're just really frustrated. This is going to be for you. So many women need this. I chose this topic because I think so many women are not where they want to be in their body, and I know I can help you. So it's going to be so powerful. So many women think that the problem is them, and they also think the problem is food. If they could figure out what food to eat, if they could just get themselves to do it, they, they think that they will have it figured out. And, and I'm going to talk all about how that's not the, the case. It's not about you. And I'm going to teach you why you are where you are. And it's not because you really are broken or anything like that. It's just kind of uneducated in a way. We've learned so much about so many things in life, but we've really never been taught how to think and feel around food and stress and all of the things and around body image and self-concept, all of that. But I'm going to teach you why you are where you are, which is always important, but also how you need to think to lose weight forever and feel in control of your thoughts, in control of food, 
talk to yourself nicely and feel like at peace in your life. If you've not been to any of my free workshops before, they are packed with knowledge. Am I going to tell you what it looks like to work with me? Hell yes, I am. Because working with me is an amazing opportunity for you to really dial this in and go even further, even faster. But I am going to give you so much knowledge, whether you decide at the end to work with me or not, you will be so glad you came. So um, the link to sign up is going to be in the show notes. It's also going to be on my Instagram. It is going to be on the 20th of April. It's a Thursday. If you cannot make it live, there will be a replay sent out to you. So you don't want to miss this. You will leave really understanding why you are where you are now and what needs to change for you to lose weight and be in a body that not only you feel looks good, but you feel good. So it's both. It's like you want to feel good, but you also want to feel like you look good. And I think that's what we all deserve. This work is life-changing. It's fun and exciting and loving. And you probably aren't used to feeling all those feelings when you're talking about losing weight or you're talking about your body. But that's what I'm all about. I'm all about doing this work and having it being empowering, exciting, and life-changing. So let's move on. Onward. I almost titled this podcast something about emotional eating, but a lot of people, myself included, I used to think that I wasn't an emotional eater. And a lot of people, when they hear emotional eating, they don't resonate. They don't think that they're an emotional eater um, because maybe they're very successful in a lot of areas of their life and they just don't feel like they are. And so I'm, I was a little bit sneaky in titling it, why are you not eating the way you want? to. But really what I'm going to talk about is emotional eating. And I'm telling you, 95% chance you are an emotional eater. We all are emotional eaters. And I'm still an emotional eater. And I have been at the weight I want for a long time. And I feel amazing in my body more and more every single day. And I'm still an emotional eater. We all are at times. So I want to talk about this because this can really be a game changer for you. We are going to really dive deep on this in the workshop too. So if you listen to this and you're intrigued or you want to kind of figure your own self out even further, then you're definitely going to want to come to the workshop. Here's why I think a lot of people don't think they're an emotional eater or they don't resonate with that is because of, I used to think when I heard emotional eater, I would usually think of a person sitting on the couch alone. I would usually think of them being just a mess, like disheveled hair, mess, sobbing and eating like from a carton of ice cream or eating literally from like a Doritos bag, like a hand and eating the whole thing while they're crying into it. So it's almost like they're eating the thing and they're eating their own tears as they cry into it. Just very almost like pathetic. <laughs> so mean, I know. But that's why I thought I have my shit together. I am totally not that person. I must not be an emotional eater. And I want to tell you, that's like a very, drastic version that you might come up with of emotional eater. So I want to really talk about it so you can maybe see yourself in this. So emotional eating is using food to make ourselves feel better. And before I even dive into this, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to give you my beliefs on food. I love food. I love eating good food. I love celebrating with food. But I also, in my life, in order to be in the body I want to be in, in terms of the way I look and the way I feel and my health, I have also learned that sometimes I eat just to fuel my body. So I'm never suggesting to anyone that you ever start eating only to fuel your body. 
But I'm also suggesting that as a society, we really don't look at fueling our body. We really are emotionally eating most of the time. And we're really wanting something to taste good most of the time. So with the work I do with my clients and I try to teach them is sometimes, you, especially if you have a goal to lose weight, you can eat something that's not a party in your mouth. You can eat something and you're like, you know, this doesn't really taste that good, but I'm eating it because it's really good for my body. And my meal, the, my go-to when I'm like, I, I'm not celebrating right now. I'm not, you know, I'm really wanting to just eat for my body and it doesn't matter what it tastes like. I eat one of those packets of wild salmon. It's like a tuna fish, but it's not, it's salmon. And it's one of the packets and it's in water. And I just literally put half one of those packets on on like a dark green lettuce with some pumpkin seeds and some flax seed and some oil and vinegar. It, I actually have been doing this long enough that I love it and it feels very nourishing to me, but I think that's more of a mental thing that I'm thinking it's nourishing. But that does not taste good. And you're probably even hearing that saying, that sounds horrible. But here's what I want to offer you. We're in a society where everything is supposed to be tasting good. Even if you look at all the cookbooks around healthy eating, it's like, how can we disguise this shitty food and to make it taste good, <laughs> right? It's like, how can we make this taste good? So what I'm offering is sometimes it doesn't have to taste good. Sometimes it just has to be feeling good for our body. And then you can think really good thoughts and be proud of yourself. I'm taking a moment to tell you that I work privately one-on-one -on -one with women to help them lose weight permanently and create a body they love. This is not a diet program. This is a customized program to teach you how to eat the way you want to eat forever. No more restriction, no more willpower, no more losing weight only to sabotage and then gain it back again. The problem is not you. We women are so hard on ourselves and we think if we could just get motivated or more determined, if we could find the right diet plan or cut out certain foods, we will lose weight and be happy. But the answer is changing your brain and how you think and feel, changing your self-image and how you talk to yourself, learning how to trust yourself. This is how you lose weight permanently. It sounds too good to be true, but I promise you it's not. The work I do with my clients is powerful, exciting, and loving, and it's hard work too, but the result is change forever. The women I work with are smart and successful in so many areas of their life. They just haven't been able to figure out their body. This is where I come in. Head to my website to schedule a consultation and we can talk about all the details. Back to the podcast. But the reason I wanted to go on that little caveat is I don't think that always we need to eat where it totally serves our body and it shouldn't be tasting good. But I think that the pendulum has swung for years and years and years. It has been all about the party in our mouths. And I think that one thing that I do with my clients is I get them really thinking that there can be a lot of parties in my mouth, but I can also sometimes eat something that's just for my body. So emotional eating is using food to make ourselves feel better. And when we're think about like that meal I just told you about, right? When I am eating the salmon over the dark greens, I'm not that's not that's not solving any emotional problem for me because it doesn't really taste good. If I do get a dopamine hit, and I'll talk about dopamine in a moment, but it's probably just because I'm telling myself I'm a badass because I'm fueling my body with what it needs. But in terms of the flavor, I'm not like yeah dog, okay? So when we eat or drink something, not to satisfy our physical hunger, but because we're trying to escape a negative emotion, 
this is what emotional eating is. When we are feeling a negative emotion and we eat something that makes us feel better, there's a release of dopamine. It gets released and it signals to our body, this tastes really good. And what happens is it gives us a little bit of relief from whatever that negative emotion that we're trying to not feel, right? And it reinforces that we should keep doing this. So this motivates us to do it again and again in the future and it becomes a habit. So why is this a problem? The problem is there are so many studies that have shown that our bodies require more and more of that food to signal the release of dopamine. So we get used to, like we used to be able to have one cookie and we'd get that dopamine. We eventually need two or three to get that same amount of dopamine to be released in order to get that good feeling. And so then we start consuming more and more and more. And I'm sure you can see why that's a problem. So if you feel stressed, you don't want to feel stressed. And so you eat. And in that moment, you feel relief. If you feel lonely or bored and you kind of don't know what to do with yourself, you eat in order to not have to sit there and feel bored or frustrated, whatever it is. Now, this all happens subconsciously. It's not like you walk in the house and you say, I'm really stressed. I'm going to eat three pieces of pizza so I feel really good. And then I'm going to eat my husband's crust before he throws it in the trash as I clean the kitchen. And then maybe I'm going to grab some other food because that's going to make me feel better. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> that's not really what happens. This all kind of happens at a subconscious level. The problem with emotional eating is it doesn't fix anything. And it's very temporary. In fact, if you're like me, when I have emotionally eaten in the past, and sometimes I still do, it happens very fast for me. So I get up, I decide, screw it, I deserve this, whatever. There's usually a story in my head associated with it. And I eat the food and within minutes, then the, like I'm pleasure of giving myself pleasure while I'm eating it. But then within three or four minutes, I'm done eating it because I did it very fast in order to, to not be onto myself and to not stop. And then right after, I'm like, what did I just do? And then that's where a lot of shame and guilt comes in. And do you see this cycle in your own life? Then you're like, oh my God. And that's when we usually start saying, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to do better tomorrow. You know what, it's going to be fine. It's just totally no problem. I'm going to do better tomorrow. Then sometimes we sabotage even more and we think, well, shit, since I already ate the cookie, I might as well have three. Well, since I already did that tonight and when I'm at dinner, I might as well just eat whatever I want because again, I'm going to start tomorrow. So can you see this pattern? Yeah, it's not helpful. So most people emotionally eat. And I hope by this point in the podcast, you can actually see it in you and you can go, oh, wow, I think I actually do do this. Maybe it's subconscious, but I do do this. I can't really even think of anyone right now that I know that only eats exactly what their body needs. They like don't even worry about the taste. So let me paint like a few other pictures of what this could look like for you because I really want you to see this yourself in these examples. So maybe you're like you finish a healthy lunch and then like after lunch, you just like grab a few pieces of candy from like your kid's Halloween bag. Or for me, one thing I used to do a lot is I would eat my healthy lunch. Oh, like I would eat my salmon over over green salad. And then what I would do is I would be like, oh my God, I just, I'm so proud of myself. I deserve like a bunch of tortilla chips, like what in the hell, right? But that I, I would be like, oh, I deserve it. So sometimes I would make a healthy choice and then there would be this, I'm deserving. 
And in those moments, I don't even know if I was aware. Was I bored? Was it just a thought that came up that I just didn't think about? Did I not slow down? What was it? In those moments, I used to not take a moment. And now I've taught myself, and this is the work I do with my clients, to stop. When all of a sudden I say, oh, I I just ate healthy, so I'm going to go eat chips. On my way to the pantry, I'll go, wait, whoa, whoa, sister. And I'll take a moment. And I'll slow it down. And I'm going to talk about slowing it down in just a minute. Do you ever find that you go back for another serving? Even if you've had a healthy meal, you overeat. And maybe you justify it like, well, this is really healthy. So I'm going to eat like I can have it because it's really healthy. Or maybe you reward yourself with a coffee drink after a big presentation. Like, Like people drink during the day so many calories from drinks. That's one of the things I suggest to some of the people that come work with me is a lot of their calories are being taken in just by drinks. And so we start saying, what if we just added in a shit ton more water? You wouldn't be drinking all those other drinks, right? And so sometimes that maybe that is a problem for you is you reward yourself with a drink or dessert or whatever. So none of these things are bad and you're certainly not bad for emotionally eating, but it's important to identify why you're doing it, like how it's showing up in your life. It's important if you're just deciding that you want to eat a muffin or if you're eating it because you're trying to escape from a feeling. And if you're on some kind of protocol or you're trying to eat better, then you have to really question, am am I deciding that I really want this muffin or am I eating this muffin because of emotional reasons? Sometimes a muffin is just a muffin. Sometimes a cocktail is just a cocktail, right? Diet mentality would have us say, no, if you're trying to lose weight, you shouldn't be eating any muffins. That's not what we're doing here. We're trying to figure out why you're eating in the first place. So emotional eating is very simple. Using food to feel better so we can stop feeling the negative feeling we're currently feeling. Understanding how this might show up for you in your life can be so powerful. And it, it's really helpful when you, you know in the past why you've eaten, then you can kind of go into a situation. Because a lot of times I have clients that they will have situations that trigger them. Like maybe... For me, I know when I would get bored, I think I've talked about on the podcast that I used to overwork. So after I would stop working during the day and I would decide not to work, I would be bored and I would be thinking I should be working, I should be working, I should be working and I was bored and I was stressed and that caused me to overeat. When I realized that, I was able to go, oh, it's happening again. Oh, of course, I've been doing this for a long time and I can change at that moment because I see what's happening. I have I have some clients that they really are trying triggered by um, holiday events. Like they feel like they eat pretty good until they go to, to an event. And for some of my really fun clients, they do fun things all the time, right? So it's not just holidays, it's holidays or it's fun get togethers with friends. And they realize that things come up, they don't eat on protocol then. So why is that? What's going on? Do you feel pressure? Do you feel like people are saying to you, oh my God, have a good time. Why are you, why are you not drinking? I've had that my whole life. Oh my God, why are you not drinking? For me, that's not a problem because I've dealt with it my whole life, but maybe that's a problem for you. Oh my God, why are you not eating these foods? You look so good. Oh my God, you should just live life to the fullest. How does that feel? What are your thoughts? Maybe you feel insecure and you don't want to feel insecure. You would rather just people please all the people and eat because they all want you to eat. So, so fascinating. We're going to really dive into this in the workshop. So if you're thinking, if you're hanging on every word and going, Courtney, this is kind of amazing. Yes, definitely sign up for the workshop. So what do we do with this knowledge? 
What we do is we identify what we're feeling. And this is some great homework for you to do. So many people that are not in the coaching world, I'm in the coaching world, so I talk about feelings all day long, but you might not. You might not be very good at identifying what feelings are feeling felt in your body at any moment. So one thing you can do, and this sounds insignificant, I promise it's not, is as you go through your day today, just at any moment go, what am I feeling right now? And really think about it in your body. Think about it like, where am I feeling this feeling? Where is it in my body? And maybe it's just neutral. Maybe it's just peace. But if you're feeling excited, where is excited? Is it in your face? Is it in your chest? My feelings are almost always in my chest, sometimes in my stomach, but almost always in my chest. So where are you feeling it? And what is the feeling? And if you get really good at identifying what the feeling, that will be so powerful for you. So that's the first thing to do is identify what you're feeling. That's how we kind of really get control of our emotional eating. Once we understand what we're feeling, you can ask yourself, okay, why am I eating? What feeling am I trying to avoid right now? Is anything feeling uncomfortable right now? Or am I just physically hungry? Sometimes you will be physically hungry. But oftentimes you can say to yourself, if I'm not physically hungry right now, why am I eating? Am I tired? And then if you say, if I'm tired, am I physically tired or am I emotionally tired? Am I stressed? Am I frustrated? What am I wanting this food to solve? And then another thing you can do immediately is when you find yourself eating and then afterwards you're like, oh my God, I totally wasn't hungry. I totally really didn't want that. I wanted it in the moment. It tasted amazing, but now I'm kind of shaming myself and I'm pissed off at myself. You can let that go. Let's not be pissed off at ourselves anymore. We are human beings. We're trying our best. And these are some new tools you're learning that can really be helpful for you. But I say stop the shame and the guilt and just really talk to yourself nicely. Talk to yourself like you would talk to your child. If your child came up to you and said, gosh, I'm really trying to eat less cookies. My stomach hurt because I just ate my bag. Would you say, yeah, you're a shit show, kid. Maybe tomorrow's gonna be a better day. No, you wouldn't say that. You'd be like, that sounds like a good idea. Oh my gosh, it's making me a little emotional even talking about this. Ugh. You wouldn't say to yourself, you're a shit show, you're fat. No wonder you're doing this. You always do this. You would say to yourself, yeah, I can see why that's not a good idea because your stomach hurts right now, right? And as adults, sometimes we don't eat to where our stomach hurts. We just eat to where we're not moving forward to our goals. But our kids aren't trying to lose weight. They don't have goals, but they might come and say, my stomach hurts because I just ate a whole box of Girl Scout cookies. And you can say, you would say to them, I get it. Yeah, that's probably not a good idea. Oh gosh, you're probably, that might end up affecting your sleep tonight. But you know what? So next time, let's just do better. It's fine. We know now what doesn't work. You would be loving to yourself. We need to talk to ourselves. I like literally get emotional. Every time I talk about this, we need to talk to ourselves the way we talk to our kids. And that is going to be really powerful for, for you to do. Here's another thing you can ask yourself is, is there another place I can get this dopamine? And this these places might not sound exciting to you, but I want you to give them a chance. Is there another place you can get this dopamine? Can you go for like a walk? 
Or can you move your body? Can you change of scenery? Sometimes I just like, I got to get out of this kitchen. <laughs> or if you're at a party and you're standing and having like, you know how sometimes at a party, if you're, I, I think last time I went to a party, I was at my girlfriend's house and we were all like congregating around the bar that had all this food. And I finally was like, I got to get away from this food. And so I walked over to my girlfriends that were sitting on the couch just to get away from it, right? Change your scenery. Can you cuddle with someone? And if you're like, oh, I don't have anyone to cuddle with, fucking find someone to cuddle with. You can. I'm sure you're a very cuddly person. But get the dopamine from that. Connect with someone. Call a friend. Here's something my sister does. She makes a festive drink. And when I say drink, it doesn't have to be alcohol. Make yourself a festive drink. Pour yourself like a LaCroix and add some lime to it. And be like, this is delicious. It's festive. Use a festive glass. Decide it's festive. Last thing I'm going to give you is my mom has always taught me this. This is one thing I'm always going to remember, even someday after my mom's gone. What can you do for someone else? I think if we all in that moment stopped thinking about ourselves and our own shit and we started thinking about what we could do for somebody else, that's a way to get your dopamine right there. Then you not only are you helping someone else, but you're getting the dopamine for saying, God, I'm so glad I helped someone else. It feels so good to help someone else. Just learning why you are overeating or why you're over drinking or why you're eating when you're not really hungry is really powerful, especially if you came to this podcast and you didn't think you were an emotional eater. So one other thing you can do is you can give yourself 10 minutes. If you're sitting there and you're like, okay, Courtney, it's Tuesday night. I've done everything you've said. I tried to, I'm frustrated because I've had a long day. I'm frustrated with work and I feel the frustration, but I still want to eat. Like this isn't working, right? I want you to give yourself 10 minutes and I want you to really be like, it's okay that I'm feeling frustrated. And I want you to allow you, allow yourself to feel the frustration. And I want you to feel that urge in your body to eat something delicious in order to feel better. And I want you to go, I can feel this urge. And I don't have to eat. We're not used to doing that. A lot of us feel the urge for something and we are used to feeling an urge, taking action, feeling an urge, taking action. But it is possible. I promise you it's Girl Scout cookie season. It is possible to want the cookies and not eat the cookies. I know I hear that there are a lot of people out there that they're like, I got to this place where I don't want anything bad for me anymore. I'm not at that place. I want, I look at those cookies. I'm like, damn it. Those tagalongs look amazing. Is the tagalong the one with the, the peanut butter? That's the one I want. And I don't have these ferocious cravings for them. That is really, I'm at peace. But if you put a box of those in front of me, I'm going to want them. And I'm probably not going to eat them. Or maybe I'll have one and it'll be no problem. I feel at peace, but I do want them. And the urge is there and that's okay. You can get to the place, and I think I'm in a great place. I'm a great example of what's possible for you, is you can look and go, I love me some fucking tagalongs. I'm cussing a lot in this episode, guys. I'm sorry. I love saying the words, but you don't have to act on it. So I know there might be a few of you saying, yeah, that sounds great, but that's going to be really hard. That's really unrealistic. And so I guess my thought is, if someone said, yeah, that's going to be really hard, my, my response would be, yeah, it might be hard at first. But you can do things that are hard. Doing, doing new things can be hard at first. But imagine what your life could be like if you did this work. My clients are doing this work and they're losing weight. They're feeling more confident. They're building new habits that will last forever. And I'll tell you the bonus is it's affecting every area of their life. 
that's the magic of all this too. Is That's why I love helping women do this is because it really launches every area of your life. So channel your badass self and give this a try. And if you find yourself saying, this is hard, say, so fucking what if it's hard? I can do this. And if you want my help, I've got you. Schedule a consult and I would love to help you do this work. Have a great Tuesday. If you are ready to lose weight and keep it off permanently, if you have tried diets and you know they don't work and you are ready for real change, I would love to have a conversation with you. I coach women privately one-on-one and am currently offering consultations to talk about working together. Click my link in the show notes or head to CourtneyGrayCoaching.com or you can find me on Instagram at CourtneyGrayCoaching.